This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to another episode of Mysteries of the Unexplained, a paranormal podcast where each week we bring you a story from another realm. My name is Annie. This week it's Phyllis Halloween special. Hey Will, how are we getting on? How are you? I'm fantastic. I am absolutely A1. How are you? <laughs> I'm absolutely fantastic. Isn't it just great to be alive? Um, today I have a little bit something different for you because it is the week of all ghouls and all souls or the month of all ghouls and all souls, not the week. Um, and today I thought I'd bring you a little Irish special about some mad little Irish curses that uh, might be handy to put on if you have an ex floating around in your life or just somebody you don't really like at the local supermarket. I'm going <laughs> to tell you about the Pishogue. Have you heard of the Pishogue, Will? Um, I, I, yeah, I feel like I do know that word, but I don't know what it means. Are you just going to put a curse on me today? <laughs> <laughs> Is this what you're going to do? Believe me, bitch, you were cursed at birth. There's this weird aura that comes everywhere with you. Um, a pishog, you probably heard your mom calling you a pishog at some stage. My mom used to be like, ah! Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, which is a really weird thing to call somebody because it's actually a kind of a spell or a superstition. So why would you be calling me one? Oh, so it means like a super, it, it means spell or superstition. Yeah. So the Pishog, um, it's actually, so in Irish, it's Pishog, P-I-F-A-S-E-O-G-S. Um, and in, in English then Pishog, um, there are those weird superstitions that have had a long tradition in Ireland. But the word Pishog can have different meanings in different contexts. It can mean a superstitious belief or practice, or it can mean a charm or a spell. Oh. Very interesting. Mm, listen to this, lads. In the first form, Pishogues are pretty common beliefs and superstitions, and some are not exclusive to Ireland. Mainly quaint beliefs like these are related to retaining luck 
and are common the world over. They have their more modern equivalents, such as misfortune being accrued by stepping on cracks on the pavement or joy being expected on seeing two magpies together. How cute. So I think you'll all, you're all going to know some, you know, common ones like, you know, don't step on the crack, you'll break your father's back. Step on the line, you'll break your mother's spine. Did you ever hear that one? And, uh, my back, my pussy, my crack. <laughs> yeah, that has a very long tradition in Ireland. I believe um, that that was around from the time of the Celts. <laughs> I knew I was on the right track with that one. I knew it. Thanks for confirming it. Um, but there are a whole load of them. Some that I, some I can tell that they came from Ireland, but some I don't know. So I wonder if you listeners all over the world know any of these. So um, I have a list of examples of Peshogs here, and I'm I'm gonna get me and Will to read them out alternatively. Some of these are gas. Number one is to see a new moon through glass is a sign of bad luck, while that particular moon lasts. If you look out the window and see the moon, basically. Well, basically, you have bad luck until that moon has passed. Oh, lovely. So all night then, all, all the next day. I so that's no, more of a 24 yeah. hour thing then, is it? Short. Term. It's kind of a 24 yeah, hour. Short, not luck, even yeah. probably 12 hours, depending <laughs> on the night. Uh, the second one is if one is out in the open and see the new moon over their left shoulder, good luck will follow to the onlooker's heart's desire. Over your left shoulder, do not look over the right because if you do that, that means a demon will actually attack you and kill you and your family. So, yeah. It's kind, of, <laughs> it's kind of like the old, um, the old version of Grinder when you meant to swipe mm. left but you swipe right instead, and you're like, oh fuck. Oh my god, left and right. That's really weird. This is the old form of grinder. Exactly. You're red dead, bro. You're on to a ringer down now. <laughs> Number three, magpies are looked upon with superstitious awe. One for sorrow, two for joy, three for a wedding, four to die. Now, this is not the way I learned the rhyme. No. I, I guess they had to update it for school children in the 1980s. I always thought it was three for a girl and four for a boy. No, but four, you die. Oh, that's very, that's, that gets dark very quickly. <laughs> very much so. Sorrow is dark enough. The joy, we're happy. Wedding, happy. Four, end of. D- gone. Dead. <laughs> Number four is a robin is supposed to bring bad luck to a house if it hops in. Oh, but they're meant to be good luck if you catch them outside on a wall. I'm, I'm, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. If the first woman whom a fisherman meets in the morning has red hair, then bad luck will follow him the whole day. <laughs> oh my God. No wonder why um, ginger people get such a hard time. This is where it originates from. By the way, I totally love red haired people. I, I love gorgeous. red hair. It's beautiful. It's my favorite hair color. But imagine um, imagine the fisherman coming down and he sees Grania there crossing the road down the village and he's like, oh, Jesus, fuck. And he has to run back up the hill away from her. <laughs> well, I tell you one thing, if I met you in the morning, no matter what color hair you had, I'd be fucking running the other way. Next, please. <laughs> Number six, to bring some blossoms into a house is to open the door to bad luck. These are white torn apple blossom and laburnum 
Okay, so you're not to bring white thorn, apple blossom or laburnum into the house. You can bring any other flowers. Jesus Christ, I wish somebody would bring flowers to my door. Number seven is, to let a fork fall by accident is a sign that a lady visitor is coming. The fall of a knife is a sign of a gentleman visitor. If a spoon falls, disappointment is in store. Uh, number nine is to place a pair of new shoes on the table before they're worn is a sign of bad luck. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I always would have heard that one. Now, don't put your shoes up on the table. Not that you would be anyway. Yeah, um, not to yeah. bring them in. But then you're allowed to put them up when you've got mucky and got shit all over the bottom of them. It's not bad luck then. It's just fucking food poisoning to put them up on the table. Number 10 is to wear a peacock's feather brings bad luck. Well, I've never had the joy of wearing a peacock's feather. So there you go. There's my hat for the wedding out. Number 11, Will? The wail of a cock, if prolonged after crowing, is unlucky. It is the sign of death. Well, I tell you one thing, that rooster that you gave us here. uh, (laughs) And by the way, by the way, lads, uh, we all say cock in Ireland. It's not potty mouthed. We don't really say rooster. We just say that to be polite for our friends across the ocean. Um, That thing is unlucky. That thing has been wailing and roaring and crowing ever since we got it. It's actually, my mum keeps opening the window and shouting it, shut the fuck up, William! Out the window, like, the whole time. Out the thing. No refunds, no refunds. I've said this before, there's absolutely no <laughs> refunds on this live animal. Okay, the next one is, a person who sings before breakfast will have bad luck. Yeah, they would have bad luck because if someone's someone's singing in my house in the morning time, I'm going to bait them. Well, that would be most likely to be you. I can't see your mum or dad going around the house saying, oh, well, maybe. Well, actually, it nearly happened this morning because mum had Daniel O'Donnell's new song, a video thing, and she was playing it for dad and she was taking the piss out of it. But um, yeah. Oh, my God. What is the song called? It's called... At the laddie da. App, stop it. Stop it right now. Now, when. At it, the laddie da. No, I can't. No, 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 no. If one person give a pin or a needle to another, the friendship will be broken between them. But if the giver stick the pin or needle in wool, the friendship shall last. Okay. I'd love to stick my needle in you. What if I stick my needle in your eye? What if, what yeah, if I stick my needle in your eye? But I'd still visit you and I would be like, <laughs> are you sorry for what you did? By the way, me and Dave are really happy together. <laughs> Please read the last one, Will, you little shitbag. When a lady lets a glove fall, disappointment is in store for her. If another person is to pick it up for her, what? If another person pick it up for her, other person may expect an introduction. Oh, so that's what you should do now while you're out there looking for dates on the side of the road. Just drop your little glove in on the ground and be like, oh, oh. And then you have to wait for I'm going to have up. gloves coming out of my arse. <laughs> Imagine you're just going along with a packet of latex gloves, just dropping them all over the place. Just get done for, for throwing trash around the place, really. Along with these superstitions, and especially in the country, there was a very strong belief in fairies and their appeasement for fear of encountering bad luck. People would not throw out water at night without shouting a warning for the fairies to stand clear. The water in question in the old days was Ishkinabrati, the water of the potatoes, after washing the spuds. 
or draining them, or ishka nagos, which was the water of the feet after washing your feet before bed. Some people would not throw it out after sunset for fear of wetting or scalding the good folk. Those who did throw it out would usually shout a warning. Shachen, shachen, which means get out of the fucking way. I'm about to throw some water out the door and it's the stinking pissy water that I just washed my feet in. How rude. Another way of saying this from Ulster was hoobiggy, 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 hoobiggy. There were many variations, such as hui, hui, gantishka shala, gantishka nabrati. Watch out, watch out, you little fairy folk. The dirty water, the water that has washed the spuds. Now, did you ever know that? People were fucking mental back then. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> mental. And it's from drinking fucking putchine. That's why. That is why. <laughs> well, strangely that you say that, because before tasting their putchine, so putchine is a really, really fucking strong alcohol made from fermented potato skins. Mm. And it's something like up in the 80 percentile um, of alcohol. It's absolutely wicked. I've had the I've had the pleasure. Have you had the pleasure of tasting it? I did. Yes, I have Absolutely. Done. Like drinking ethanol now. Yeah, um, it is. Ugh. Before tasting their putchine, illegal distillers would spill the first drop on the ground for the fairies. The cross marked on the brown bread was, according to some stories, rooted in fairy placation as well. And there were many such beliefs, some regional variations. However, the word pishog also refers to spells deliberately enacted with evil intent. And I'm going to tell you a little story about one such pishog. And this is the more sinister side of the Pishog in Ireland. And there are connotations of magic and even forms of voodoo at play. Amongst the rural population until the mid 20th century, luck was a huge concern. And even nowadays in Ireland, you are very likely to be waved off after a meeting with a shout off good luck rather than goodbye. And we do do that well, don't we? We just we just kind of go good luck. Yeah. You say that like instead of goodbye. But they were obsessed with the old luck. I think this is why Irish people are still obsessed with like scratch cards and lottery tickets. Obsessed. Yeah, true. Very true. Mm. Bad luck was seen as being something you came by by upsetting the wrong people or by upsetting supernatural beings. If your crop failed, if your butter didn't churn or if your health or the health of your livestock failed, it may have been a punishment obtained by you somehow. People were paranoid that somebody somewhere might be working charms against them. Even people who were exemplary citizens were wary of charm setters. The best times of the year for charm setters was May Eve, so uh, the Eve of May Day, which was associated with strong folk, magical and supernatural beliefs. Another great time was Samhain, the time we are coming upon right now, when the veil between this world and the next was at its very thinnest. Halloween is thought to have its origins in pre-Christian Celtic festival of Samhain, celebrated on November the 1st, when the spirits of those who had died during the previous year were allowed to pass on to the next world. Oh, so you just kind of had to wait till the 1st of November. Like there was a big queue. Like if you died in January, you were like, oh, Jesus, here, I'm going to be in this queue till November. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. These two free refills in the queue. Yeah. Does anyone have Wi-Fi code? Do you have the Wi-Fi code here? I just have been here since January. Oh, Jesus, I'm freezing. Absolutely freezing. And oh, I'm out of, oh, my bundle is all used up. Yeah, you wouldn't want to die in January at all. 
Oh my God, no, lads. If you're going to die, you'd want to leave it till, um, you know, later in the year year. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bonfires were lit and gifts of food and drink provided so that the wandering spirits didn't go hungry. It was believed that this was a liminal time when the presence of the other world was closer and when fairies or the mortal charm setters with evil intent were at the height of their power. As a result, people, the family home, farms, livestock, even well water were all in danger of being cursed or stolen and had to be protected with rituals or things. Most Peshogues involve jealous people wishing ill luck on their neighbours. This would be like you now. A common one involved the charm setter burying eggs on the land or hiding them in straw of the neighbour. As the eggs rotted, then so too did the neighbour's fortune. Some Peshogues involved burying parts of a diseased animal's carcass on the land of the neighbour in the hope that their livestock would die from the same disease. Well, I don't even think that's magic. I think that's just... um science at work <laughs> that's just fact is yeah it? i'm just going to put this rotting carcass on your land there and see what happens <laughs> another another pishog involved the stealing of the farmer's last sheaf of harvest also known as the kailach which is also the name for a witch this was essentially a bundle or plat of foliage that rural people believed to be very powerful it was believed good for health and the look of the household and of the farm after the harvest, the sheaf was taken and stored carefully in the roof rafters or above the fireplace. But if the last sheaf was stolen, it could be used in a voodoo ritual where it was given the name of its owner and killed by stabbing. It was buried and as it decayed, so too did its owner. The spell could only be broken by finding where the sheaf was buried, dinging it up and burning it. Hmm. So if I wanted to cast a spell on you, I would go to your farm, Will, and I would get the kylock or the last sheaf that you got off your farm and I would get a little knitting needle and I'd stick it in it and I'd be like, die, die, die. And then I'd bury it somewhere and then you'd get an awful pain in your stomach the next day. <laughs> what? When did I wrong you? <laughs> what did I do to you? That you have this hatred towards wanting to put old Irish curses and hexes on me. Oh, no, well, I'm just explaining to the people I'd never do it to you. I've only done it to one or two people in my whole life. Now, I want to tell you about a very particular Peshog. And this Peshog was the Peshog of Ducket's Grove. And Ducket's Grove is actually a dilapidated two-story Georgian country house well that was redesigned and made into a big castle by William Duckett back in the day and it lies very close to where Will and I are from in the county of Carlow. Have you ever had the pleasure of going to Duckett's Grove Will? I haven't never heard of it in my life. I know and this is a really strange one because um, this one is quite well known amongst paranormal investigators and people have been there and witnessed some crazy things. Um, there are gardens and a little cafe that are open to the public. Um, I've put a little picture of it here and I shall put it up for you guys on the Facebook and the Patreon. Um, and it's a very spooky looking place indeed, quite dilapidated at this stage. But this has a very famous Pishog associated with a banshee. Duckett's Grove was built in 1745 as a two-storey Georgian country house for the Duckett family. At the request of John Dawson Duckett, the house was redesigned in 1830 
and it transformed the modest two-story house into a gothic fantasy with regal arches, neo-gothic oriel windows and grotesques added to the majestic towers and imposing structure. The manor's estate used to be in the centre of 12,000 acres, although these days it has been significantly reduced. The bloodline of the Ducat family can be traced back to William the Conqueror and King Edward I, but in the 17th century, one George Ducat decided to leave England for Ireland. The last of the Ducat bloodline to live at the manor house was William Dawson Ducat, who died in 1908. The house was abandoned when his second wife, Maria, moved to Dublin in 1916. After she moved, the manor house had several residents until it was destroyed by a fire on April 19, 1933. Legend says William Duckett had a very young mistress. This young girl was killed in a riding accident on the estate. Her grief-stricken mother cursed the family and the manor house by calling upon a banshee. This curse, indeed, was a pishog, a curse to bring about death, despair and financial ruin. The banshee can be heard shrieking through the ruins of Ducat's Grove for two days and two nights, with stories of those that heard her suffering fatality and family tragedy. There are recorded incidences of a woman dropping dead in the grounds and a garden worker hearing the banshee cry, finding his mother dead the following morning. Voices of servants have distinctly been heard working in what was formerly the kitchens and pantry, and a phantom horse and carriage has rolled up to the former entrance. Disembodied voices, bangs, floating balls of light and spectral shadows are just a few more of the paranormal phenomena to occur in the Carlo Castle. Apparitions of various figures, believed to be members of the Ducat family, have been seen including what is believed to be the ghost of William Duckett himself riding a horse on his estate. If you came back as a ghost, why would you be taking a horse as transport? I don't know. This is a common occurrence with ghosts that they love to ride a horse around the old estate and stuff. I suppose they didn't, for starters, they wouldn't have had electric scooters and they wouldn't like bikes. Mm, like, I mean, uh, horse is a bit more kind of like, I've got money, darling. And it's a little bit more mysterious, I think, especially in nighttime if you're glistening on it with a white dress that's flowing in the wind and your hair is blonde, ruffled down to your shoulders, past it even. And the moonlight is shining on your golden, golden skin because your lover murdered you in, in the lake and the dewy waters after moisturizing her. <laughs> Have you set up a music video? Um with what you just explained with you singing a Mariah Carey song. It's actually Celine Dion's song, but it's okay. <laughs> In 2011, Duckett's Grove was visited by the crew of the American paranormal television series Destination Truth. Um, they did. They visited the manor on St. Patrick's Day and caught some unexplained phenomena on tape. They saw strange figures, light anomalies, and they heard heavy, hollow sounds coming from the house. But they were not the only ones to claim strange things. Other people say they saw shadow people, floating lights and orbs, and they heard loud bangs come from inside the manor, which would be very strange seeing as there's not even a door left in the place. Like, it's not anyone having a fit and slamming the door and being like, I hate you. There's no doors there. People even claim to have seen full-bodied apparitions. These are believed to be the spirits or members of the Duckett family. William Duckett's ghost has been seen riding his estate on horseback, 
Oh, and then before vanishing into thin air, there are even some claims of people who saw an entire phantom fox hunting party ready for some action. Oh, there they are, all now, all the boys. They didn't kill enough foxes when they were alive. They're on their ghosty horses and they're going to go chasing them in death. Well, enjoy yourselves, you absolute pricks. Now, I do have a few photos here for Will to investigate, which is very keen paranormal eye. And the first is a photo that was taken by a paranormal investigation crew that went there and is meant to be a photo of William Duckett, apparently. Now, Will, I'm going to put this up on the group for the lads and I'm going to put it up on the Patreon. Do, do you think that this is a hoax or do you think that this could be a real for, thing? Okay, I'm sorry, but I'm looking at the picture and this picture... I don't know what. <laughs> is it a watercolor picture? I like it looks like. In fairness, there is like a shape that looks like a penguin. <laughs> a penguin, two eyes and a triangle nose. But other than that, I just see different colors. Am I losing my mind? I can see a human Man. face in this, like very, very clearly. Like it, it has been zoomed into like a million times, but I can very see clearly see a human face, like to the point where I think. Oh, where he's looking to the left. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see it now. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, why? Why is this of? Like, is it a wall? That yeah, it was taken in. It was taken in the castle in in the grounds, and it's it's by a wall. So the right hand see, side of him there, you can see like brickwork. But his head looks very big compared to the bricks. Like, if it is a a, a ghostly looks like head, the head from Prometheus. It's actually fucking huge, isn't it? But the next one is a little bit creepy, and I don't like it at all. Um, again, I'll show yeah. you guys. There's a little window. At the bottom of the castle and there's this little yeah. freaky cretin just in in the window. Oh my God, I can't even zoom into it. It's fucking, oh, it's It horrible. looks like it could be me. He looks like he's quite skinny to be in that yeah, window. Yeah, he looks quite, he, he does look quite tall and thin. And he's got your kind of complexion, mm. that kind of like been dead for Welcome 200 years. <laughs> that kind of a complexion. <laughs> and then, and then there's like a weird shaped shadow at the base of him that looks like the side profile, the shadow of a Karen. Oh my God, with her hair do, it totally does. We're going to have to put this yeah. up for you guys. She's got the Karen hair do. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like her shadow, her silhouette of her head, like a side profile of her face. I think me and you are going to have to visit there because um, it's been reported oh. as one of the places with most activity in Ireland. That along with Loftus Hall, which was... Um, a special that we brought to you last Halloween, actually. So what I have for a little bit of fun for you today, Will, instead of ask Willie anything, because Will just needed the week off. So I'm actually going to um, not investigate his <laughs> private life this Excuse week. Excuse me. Stop lying. <laughs> I need to put up the questions. You lying little bitch. <laughs> And he totally forgot to put up the questions for Ask Willie Anything. But I had, in fairness to me, prepared a little quiz for today's show. I think it might be fun and you guys can play along there. It's about traditions in Ireland around Halloween. And the first question of this trip, or number one, like, are you ready? Are you ready for this quiz? Of course I'm ready. I, I'm so good at your quizzes. Remember the last one I was like <laughs> amazing at and you were raging. <laughs> That's because I had put the answers down the bottom. No, you, you didn't. You didn't feel like a pig. <laughs> That's two lies you've said already in the space of a minute. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Halloween quiz for Will. Okay, Will, the first question is true or false? Blackberries should not be picked or apples taken from the tree because it is said that the puka spat on them the night after Samhain. If you don't know what the puka is, the puka is like an Irish little goblin thing. He's really, really nice. But if he comes to your door asking you for anything, don't let him in, lads, or you'll never get rid of him. So does the puka spit on things the night after Samhain? True or false? I'm going to say that this sounds mental, so therefore, is it true? It's absolutely true. You are right. Yeah. <laughs> the crazier it sounds, the more likely it is to be true. You should not mm. pick apples or blackberries the next day because they're full of saliva from the puka. Question number two. A plate of champ, complete with its spoon, was set at the foot of the nearest fairy thorn at the gate entrance to a field on both Halloween and All Souls Night or All Hallows Night, November the 2nd. This was considered to be a ritual for the dead or offering to the fairies. But what is champ? Is champ mashed potato with spring onion, butter and milk? Is it mashed potato with cabbage, butter and milk? Or is it mashed potato with bacon, butter and milk? Oh, that's a good one. Okay, so I would have said it would have been none of them. Champ to me is just mashed potato, I think, with a bit of butter and milk. That's not an option. Well, it's not. Well, you're going to have to either put in spring onion, cabbage or bacon. Cabbage or bacon. So I'm going to say that it was um, mashed potato, cabbage, butter and milk. You're absolutely wrong. It's actually mashed potato, spring onion, 
butter and milk. That's what I said. Spring onion, butter and milk. You said cabbage. You said cabbage. No, I didn't. You did. Uh, This has all been recorded. Do not try to fool me. I know how to press rewind. The next question is true or false? Peeling an apple and allowing the peel to fall on the ground in the belief that it would show the initial letter of a sweetheart's name was a common Halloween ritual. True or false? I'm going to go with false. Oh, you're on a losing streak. That is actually (laughs) true. And I remember doing this as a kid. You peel the apple and you try to get it in one continuous peel and then you drop the peel on the ground and then you try to make that look like the letter of the boy that you fancy in your school. It never worked for me. He never noticed me. (laughs) Question number four. Fadge was another Halloween favourite. But what is Fadge? It sounds like something really fucking dirty, doesn't it? Was fudge an apple potato cake? Was it an onion potato cake? Was it a potato potato cake? Or was it none of the above? (laughs) I'm going to say none of the above. Oh, you're so wrong. It's actually an apple potato cake. Ew, no wonder we've never heard of it. It's disgusting. (laughs) Obviously never took off. Mm, Delicious. And your final and fifth question. And uh, if you had actually listened to my Patreon the other day, well, while I was telling you this, you will know the answer to this. So you should really get this one right. The most common things that are put in a barn brack or the cake that's traditionally made in Ireland at Halloween are a pea, a matchstick, a piece of cloth, a coin, a thimble and a ring. And if you pulled any of these things out of the cake, it would tell you about your fortune for the next year. But which of these items was associated with an unhappy marriage? A pea, a matchstick, a piece of cloth, a coin, a thimble or a ring? Okay, I don't (laughs) know. (laughs) I'm going to say it's it's not a coin, I don't think. And it's not a ring, obviously. I'm saying not. I'm saying nothing. Don't um, you even try and get a little, a little clue from me. I'm saying nothing. I'm torn between a matchstick and a thimble. I'm gonna go with a thimble. <laughs> Once again, Will makes a bad decision, and Will's final score out of five questions this Halloween quiz is, is one, one out you. of five. Exactly what he got in his leaving cert. That is why he has ended up at this point in his life doing this podcast with me. <laughs> what does that say about you then? <laughs> oh shit! I <laughs> shit! I actually just fucking shaded, totally shaded myself there. Oh oh oh! But what is this? Oh oh! There's somebody in a Catwoman costume running up to me. Oh no! Oh oh! Oh, oh Roisin, Roisin! Oh, you really shouldn't. That really doesn't. Oh, it's oh, it's latex, is it? Where did you get? Oh, the sex shop. Oh, lovely. Do you have some? What is it? News for me? Is it news for me? Okay, thank you, thank you. Boo, 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 boo. London YouTuber claims to have been abducted by aliens and has fallen in love with one of them. Mm-hmm. To find her soulmate, London actress Abby Bella looked to the skies. She claimed she fell for an alien after it swept her into its UFO and right off her feet. Bored by the pandemic and unimpressed by the offerings on Earth, she joked online about wanting an alien to abduct her. Before long, she began to have dreams of a white light. It commanded her to wait in the usual spot. 
Bella had never heard the voice before and yet she says she knew what it meant. The next evening I sat next to my open window, Bella said. She waited and as she began to fall asleep a flying saucer swept into view. Before Bella knew it she wasn't in her bedroom any longer. There was a bright green beam and transported me to a UFO. Most people might be alarmed by such a turn of events but not Bella. I'm one of those people who all my life had weird encounters, she explained. Oh my God. <laughs> Nevertheless, Bella soon found herself where few humans have ever gone, in the belly of a flying saucer. She encountered five aliens in the UFO. They were tall and slender, but Bella couldn't make out their true forms. From what I could see, they had a slight green hue and big black eyes with human features, such as eyebrows. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> but Bella wasn't frightened. On the contrary, she was love-struck. There was one who connected with me, she gushed, describing the feeling as being in love times 100. I didn't get his name, but I felt exactly the same. Oh Bella, we've all been in that situation. However, the star-crossed lovers faced a few hurdles. For one, the alien told her that dating human was taboo, although he was willing to break the rules for her. Bella wasn't sure she wanted to leave planet Earth and never look back. He said I had consent to go with them, but I didn't want to say yes in case they took me forever. So sadly, Bella left the UFO after just 20 minutes. Back on Earth, she bemoaned the gaping differences between aliens and Earthmen. Aliens offer an extra quality of care, she said. Men on Earth just tell lies and have double standards. Bella hopes to be a pioneer in this field and normalise interplanetary love boop, 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 boop. this has been Annie from Billy's Bazaar News that we might have hit a new low and there's a lovely picture of the beautiful Bella holding a blow up alien a green blow up alien that you get in the pound <laughs> shop as if this is going to reinforce our <laughs> our belief that she has fallen in love with one of his kin good luck Bella <laughs> <laughs> well now I believe her she's gone out and spent the money on that sorry I take back my my comments Definitely, we stand with you Bella with you her. can love whatever aliens you. you wish to love now Annie you never told our mainstay listeners your fantastic news oh um uh, what news is that that Will? somebody put a ring around your neck <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, tell, tell our <laughs> listeners. Oh, guys, so part of the reason why you're hearing all about Irish traditions, at, sh- 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 can't say traditions, traditions and barn bracks and pishogues and all the rest of it is because I got engaged at the weekend with the use Woo-hoo! of one such customs. Yes, I pulled the ring out of the bread, the brack. And that means that you're going to get married in the next year. I don't know if Davy knows that, um, that there is a year limit on how long he has. Oh, no, right. Dave proposed to me with the brack, with the ring from the brack. So, yes, I got engaged and um, Will is already planning his dress to outdo me at the wedding. I'm after getting a headset and a clipboard and she's on it. She's on it. And she's up and down and she's making phone calls to numbers that don't connect true, but it's very busy. And I'm actually thinking of getting a Blackberry. 
you better have booked Shakira. If Shakira if Shakira isn't at my wedding, I'm telling you one thing, that headset better be doing its job. Shakira better be at the wedding. Oh God, I'd have to put her in something awful though because she's so beautiful. Like what? How would I start and be near her on my wedding day? She'd have to wear a bag over her head, like literally. <laughs> oh my god well we'll see if she's free i'll try book her and yes and all as well as being the organizer will is also going to be my maid slash man of honor um at the wedding so there'll be plenty for him to be doing yay, yay. i also wanted to say that today's episode is dedicated to our new patreon subscriber kangaroo be stoned i don't know what is going on with kangaroos and the wacky backy but sure listen thanks so much this one's for you and will is now going to tell you about where to contact us on the socials you can follow us on instagram facebook and also you can join our patreon for extra weekly episodes all the links of which are in today's show notes so just click down below and follow the link Thanks so much for joining us this week to learn all about the Irish Halloween traditions. We will be back for one more episode next week before the big day itself. Until then, stay safe and join us next time for more mystery of the Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.